So today what we wanted to do, guys, everyone listening, this is going to be more of an interactive episode. We're going to try something that I don't know if it's ever been tried in the history of podcasting before, but it's a little bit of a play along with us. And certainly what we're going to do in terms of an exercise won't take or will not be completed in 20 minutes or less. Uh, So pause as you will, but get a pen and get a paper because today we're going to talk about my favorite thing to do, which is whiteboarding and whiteboarding performance. And so what we're going to be looking at are individuals in terms of defining performance goals and how to roadmap the way there. So you can think of the whiteboard, the whiteboard, the whiteboard, the lightboard, whatever it is, the whiteboard as the roadmap to the future. And we're going to show you how we do this with our clients. Obviously, we're not going to get too much into the specifics, but we're going to really plot the development plan. And if you want to plot the development plan for yourself, join along. Now, Satu, the way I like to think about this is objective strategies, tactics. And you and I were chatting about this, of course, before before the recording, but also there's a lot that needs to be done uh, ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And there are some things, particularly in the objectives area, which are very useful to do as well as throughout this whole process. First off, do you mind walking us through objectives and goal setting, how you would do it, and key questions that you should be asking yourself? Yeah. Thank you, Boomer. There are different exercises you can choose from when you're setting goals to yourselves or to your teams. Uh, I've been trained to use the SMART criteria there's also the OKR that I like to use that I'm going to give the SMART a go now uh, because that's something I'm very familiar with. SMART goals sound like they are SMART goals and why it comes from the letters S-M-A-R-T. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And that you should choose to have your checklist at all times when you're setting new objectives, new goals, whether short-term or long-term. Because easily what happens is that our goals are wishes that are really not that concrete. So ask yourself, with this objective of mine to become a better, higher performer in life, how do I know that I've achieved it? When should I have achieved it? Is it really something that I can achieve? Is it possible or is it totally, whoa, way too big? Is it relevant for me? Does it really help me with my life goals in in the big picture? And uh, yeah, how will I make sure that I know when that moment comes that I've achieved it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I were to say, is it relevant for me? Is it something that's practical or something that I can actually do? Mm -hmm. Um, being a K-pop star, for instance, probably doesn't fall into those categories, right? Yeah, Un- <laughs> unless you're very different from what I know you. <laughs> so I would say, no, that's probably not the most relevant, uh, nor maybe not achievable goal mm-hmm. to have, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for someone else. So any any kind of limits that you would place on number of goals as we're going through this process? Well, if we think about you're building a performance plan for yourself, a 12 months plan, for mm-hmm. instance. 
And if you then split it into shorter term goal setting, like I would have monthly goals and I would have weekly goals, Mm -hmm. I would definitely not exceed three, whether we're talking about weekly or monthly. Mm -hmm. It just becomes overwhelming and too much. It's not uh, manageable. So two to three key goals, objectives um, per week would be uh, doable, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And let's look at let's look at strategy because you know for me I could spend all day on strategy. Mm. I love strategy. One of the strategies or the strategy that we employ with our clients is this complex systems approach. Can you take mm-hmm. us through just kind of like what that looks like and uh, you know why that complex systems approach is probably well actually it is the best one. Yeah. We see that the human being um, has multiple pieces of the puzzle. That's why we call it a system. You can't really operate just by focusing on, for instance, nutrition. You can't really say that you're going to improve your overall performance just by focusing on exercising more. Because all these are interconnected and they influence each other. So how you're performing in your area of sleep is then affecting how your performance at the gym will be. So we built it to this picture, this image of of, uh, different areas, starting from sleep, stress, behavior. That's also your mindset, by the way. Uh, Nutrition, the environment. That means the office you're sitting in, the air you're breathing, the country you're living in, all those things that affect your performance. Then, of course, the actual movement, the exercise you do on daily basis or weekly basis, that also is a a significant part of it. Let's interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to talk a little bit about a product and company I'm in love with, and that is the V-Lite. My particular device is the NeuroAlpha, and let me tell you a little bit about my N of one benefits. Better sleep, better focus and less anxiety when it comes to things like public speaking, and increased ability to really drop into flow. But you can check out their website, which is full of all kinds of scientific articles and research in this world of intranasal photobiomodulation. And if you want to check out a device, we have a little bit of a coupon code for you. You can use the coupon code superhuman to get 10% off your purchase. That's V-Lite, V-I-E-L-I-G-H-T.com and use the code superhuman for 10% off. Uh, One of the things that... I want to do right now is because we've showed people just how to lay out goals and Mm. objectives, if you will. And that can be very powerful in itself. So if you haven't done the objectives part yet, go turn or press pause on this podcast. By all means, don't turn it off. Come back to it later and go and set your objectives. We've now kind of framed for you what the complex system looks like. Uh, and what the different elements are. And I think in order to do this extremely effectively, uh, what we want to do is have a, where are you now uh, moment, not a, and it's sort of like, have you ever seen that TV show on VH1 where it's like, where are they now? And they interview, you know, somebody from new kids on the block. And it's like, where are they now? Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to know exactly where Satu or exactly where Boomer is at this moment in terms of the system, because yeah, yeah, you have goals in the future, but we want to know where you are now and how far or how close you are to those goals. 
And each of those elements requires a different level of assessment. And Mm. so this can be gathering information. Uh, I am extremely biased towards data because I find it to help me be more objective. And Mm. I know we use a lot of data in the organization. And so what are we talking about in terms of data? This can be anything from genetics to metabolomics to looking at blood tests. Well, actually that in part plays into the metabolomics part, Mm. uh, looking at your heart rate and your heart rate variability, gathering information on your hormones and where they are now, and just assessing systems. And so what's interesting is, is people look at this and say, you know, hey, this sounds really expensive. Well, being sick is actually very expensive. Mm. And not living your fullest life, not elevating your own experience of this life, your own human experience is very expensive. What you're doing here is laying out just different objects in terms of how to obsess or not obsess, how to assess your system. (laughs) Uh, Some people have called me obsessive in the past. So uh, you have gathered all of this data. And you're saying to yourself like, hey, I now have a method of evaluating my sleep, my movement, all of those elements of the system that you, Satu, very rightfully outlined in um, when we were talking about the complex system. Mm-hmm. Now it comes down to, okay, I have my goals. I have my, my goals sort of a week, a month, maybe even perhaps years away. I now need to actually do something. Mm. This is where tactics come in. And if I may interrupt here. Of course. I think this is the baseline that you build for your own motivation. Mm -hmm. Because once you've assessed your current situation and you have set a, a number of goals for yourself, hopefully with that you have created the meaning why you should be working on your own performance. Mm-hmm. Because you have more understanding now, and you also do commit to the fact, hopefully, that you don't want to, at least you don't want to be sick, because that's more expensive than than focusing on your health and, and proactively. So that's where you've ticked sort of the motivational box. And then you can move on to, as you mentioned now, tactics. Exactly. And so this is where those three questions that you mentioned, uh, and Sasha, just repeat those now so what is yeah what is important throughout this process for you to keep on asking yourself you can do that every day or every week is do i still understand the meaning why am i doing this work what am i putting why am i putting all this effort do i have the meaning for this and do i have the willingness to do that is the motivation still there and do i have what it takes to bring me to my goals do i have the ability do i have the skills the tools the tactics the techniques mm-hmm. and, and i i asked you to do that because those are very important questions that you can almost use in a journaling exercise on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. but yeah. let's now take it into the tactics and this is the part that everybody seems to love if you go to a biohacking conference for instance or any conference There's always this series in every single talk where they give you the tangibles, the things that you can walk away with. And I think it's important before we go into the tactics to make people realize that the tactics without laying out the objectives and the strategy before don't give you perspective. And so the tactics back in the day when I first got 
involved in what has now become biohacking, uh, one of the things that I was very interested in was cognitive enhancement. And Mm. we're always looking for this thing called NZT, right? And NZT is from Limitless with the oh-so-dreamy Bradley Cooper. Mm. And it doesn't exist. And Mm. it may exist for somebody in a certain form, but that form may not be right for you. And so do the work, understand your objectives, your strategies, and before you get into the tactics. And don't just be like a tactic, uh, what I want to call it, uh, a tactic pirate, like going out there yeah. and just like grabbing tactics and trying them. That's a that's a really, really effective way to waste money. Yeah, absolutely. And so if we now have our objectives, our strategies all, all laid out, and we've asked ourselves these three questions, we've got our motivation, we have all of our data results, we now have mm-hmm. to plot out tactics. And tactics are those day-to-day habits and behaviors that you're going to need to really perform. And this could be anything from its extreme in terms of cutting alcohol down from 10 bottles of wine a week to five, and please don't drink that much, but yeah. um, to, uh, to on a minor form rather than getting up at 8 a.m. every day, get up at 7.45 a.m. Or mm-hmm. in my case, you know, maybe it's like five instead of 5.15. Those are kind of tactics. And these are just small incremental behavior changes that you can make on a day-to-day basis in order to reach towards those goals. And so when we're doing this with a client, the tactics are really what is the next easiest step for you to do. This is where another buzzword comes in, and that's microhabits. Because Mm. if I tell you to go from 10 bottles of wine to five bottles of wine, you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. But if we back you off of that gradually, it may be a little bit better. And so those tactics are those day-to-day things that you're going to do that are going to slightly alter. And we're talking like one or two degrees altering of your life. But if we look at one or two degrees over the course of several months, that could lead to significant change. And that's how we secure motivation as well. Because if we would take too big of a step in the beginning and you would fail, that would be super deep motivating. And you might want to stop the process where you are. Absolutely. It's like when you run a marathon and you try and go out and run 20 miles on the first day, that's kind of stupid. But especially if you've never run before, But if you go out and break it into chunks, do 10% improvements every week, you can slowly get to 16 miles and Mm -hmm. that's not really a problem. And it's actually quite rewarding that day, that day when you do get to that point and you turn around and you say, oh, I've come this far. Now, what's interesting after uh, tactics becomes the measurement. So when we're whiteboarding somebody, we now have your objectives or your goals and they're very clearly stated in this smart framework. Hmm. or OKRs, however you like to do those. You have your strategy, which is your complex system, and you have all of your data points that you need to assess where your system is now. You have your tactics, which could be anything from nutritional supplements to changing your diet to altering your sleep schedule, et cetera. Hmm. What comes after that is actually the measurement. And this is where you and I love to talk about wearable technology. Um, mm-hmm. But also what is ser- what serves well here is ongoing lab tests, as well as even subjective measures. And subjective measures is something that I just warmed up to, uh, not all that recently. Mm-hmm. And, and that last sentence didn't really make that sense, much sense. It's been a very, I've tried to objectify everything in terms of data points, but sometimes subjective measures may give you the best uh, approach. And so- yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry. Um, also, to link to that, subjective uh, analysis uh, sometimes is required because of the behavioral change aspect. Because if you uh, analyze your own behavior as a self-coaching process, you're also boosting your the good behaviors further. So you're giving yourself praise for the good things that you're feeling and seeing. And then you're going through the process of, okay, this didn't go so well. What can I improve? Absolutely. And so when you're going through these different tactics, you're laying out the habits or supplements or whatever you're doing, and you're laying out how you're going to measure that. And this could be... And, you know, this isn't medical advice by any means, but let's say one of the tactics is take more vitamin D. Well, Mm -hmm. we may say every three months you should be getting a 25-OHD test. Or if you have certain genetic variants, maybe it's a 125-OHD test. And just really creating a clear plan that allows you to align objective strategies and tactics along Mm -hmm. with this measurement and really enhancing those feedback loops through motivation is the path forward and it leads to incredible outcomes. Absolutely. Because they're all connected. And you want to know what the most incredible outcome is? We're going to use this as a closing point. Mm -hmm. Elevating the human experience. Wow. (laughs) Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) The show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash whiteboard. Satu, thanks for playing. Thank you, Boomer. Sayonara, superhumans. Superhumans, before you go, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy all of our episodes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It would really, really help get the word out on what we're doing here at Decoding Superhuman. Feedback. If you want to give us direct feedback or you want to see us cover a specific topic, whether on the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, head on over to your email and email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. For those of you who have sent emails to that address, you know that I respond to every single one. And then lastly, would you like 300 to 500 words of highly curated information on how to upgrade performance? If so, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash throwdown and you'll get our next issue of the throwdown, which is our 300 to 500 word highly curated digest, if you will, on what's going on in the field of performance. Enjoy your day, superhumans, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's episode.